Let us rise. We begin with Confession 73 on page 184. Page 184. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And instead, by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, Be 
to us. Spare us, good Lord, be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord, from all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Help us, good Lord, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord, we poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord, to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word, and to sustain them in holy living, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. To give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president, governor, mayor, and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend the unborn, all orphans, widows, and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and to have mercy on us all. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. 
For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it each one of you as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered, some more, some less. When they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat, and Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this time forth and forevermore, peace be upon Israel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. 
After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that they had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. according to Luke, the 13th chapter. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. 
or those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. In a time of crisis, our Lord calls us to repentance. Have you considered this week how you might repent? What in your life should be identified and what you may repent of? We don't know everything. We are ignorant of many things. We have learned this week that medicine, science, and technology are not worthy idols. They fail us. Our approach to pandemic is the same as it was a hundred years ago. Nature continues to be harsh toward us. And we have the arrogance to convince ourselves that we can completely tame it. Disease, cancer, tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, superstorms. We act like we can or should be able to control everything. But we can't. We are humbled. We must repent. We must turn to the one who can calm the storm, who does heal the sick, and who gives food to the needy. We have also learned that money and wealth are not worthy of our worship, for they too fail us in time of need. Truth is, we fear, love, and trust in our 401ks and our stable jobs above all things. We are shocked and dismayed when they cease to be the source of all good things. Our devotion to false gods has exposed the reality that Christ and his church are peripheral at best in our lives, as if to say that we will keep a little bit of God around in case these other gods fail us. Repent. These days are an opportunity to reorient our priorities, lest we perish likewise. We don't know everything. We are ignorant of many things. And so we ask questions to get answers. But then there are the questions that God asks. Since he knows all things, he's not asking questions because he's ignorant. He asks questions for a different purpose, to test us, to put us on the spot, to make us reflect on ourselves. Recall in Genesis 3, the four things God said to Adam and Eve were all questions. Where are you? Who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree which I told you not to eat? What have you done? He knew all the answers. 
But he asked anyway to expose their lack of faith and to cause them to flee to him in trust. Today, in the feeding of the 5,000, God is in the flesh and he's still asking questions. There is Jesus, who knows all things, and yet he's asking questions of his disciples to put them on the spot. Philip, where are we to buy bread so that, we, so that the people may eat? And Philip flunks the test of faith. $20,000 would not be enough for those people to have even a little to eat. And then Andrew fails too. Here is a lad with five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many? It's hopeless. The feeding of the 5,000 was not just another miracle. It is the defining miracle of Jesus' ministry. It's the only miracle that appears in all four Gospels. And it was the miracle that Jesus' generation was waiting for. For they were all waiting for God to raise up a prophet like Moses. And today's account is all about showing them that he had. Moses said God would be their healer. And here Jesus is healing people of their diseases. Jesus crosses over water like Moses did. He goes up on a mountain like Moses did. He is about to provide miraculous food like Moses did. He is followed by a large crowd like Moses. And then having them lie down on green grass, showing them that he is their shepherd as well, just like Moses. But they don't see it. They don't trust. Their faith is wobbly. They're still too self-reliant. The Lord is in the midst of his church. The Lord inhabits our praises. The Lord is with his disciple today, together, us. But sadly, because of our unbelief, we mu he must still ask questions and expose our lack of faith. And so he asks you, sons of Adam, why are you turned away from me? Oh man, why do you live as though I don't matter? Oh man, why am I only your last resort? And so he asks of you, daughters of Eve, why are you turned away from me except in emergencies? Oh woman, why all the faithless fretting about the future? Do you not trust me? Oh woman, why are you so self-reliant and live as though you matter most? Just like Adam, Eve, and the Israelites in the wilderness, just like Philip and Andrew, we all fail the test of faith. Repent. Repent in sorrow at the littleness of your faith, but also be glad. For what does God do with those who fail? Leave them exposed and guilty and naked in shame, hanging without an answer? No. The great questioner not only asks the questions, he also provides the answer. He shows us our desperate need 
and then he fills it. For after he questioned Adam and Eve, he drew them out from behind the fig tree and clothed them with his promise that he would one day come and crush Satan's head. And he did. He drew Israel out into the wilderness and then showed them he was their provider and gave them bread called manna. And what he does for Philip and Andrew, who he drew out in the wilderness to show them who he was and who flunked the test of faith, he doesn't rebuke their arrogance or get angry at them. He simply does what a good shepherd does for ignorant, wandering sheep. He provides just what they need. What is the answer when he exposes the littleness of your faith? Sit down in the green grass and hear my voice. Sit down around this pulpit where he dishes out refreshing and comforting words and promises. Sit down around this altar and be fed the food that comforts in the deepest way. For he is not only the God who provides food that comforts your belly, but he is also the God who provides food that comforts your soul. You have a comfort food here this day that is greater than the manna he provided in the days of old. True manna is not something you scrape off the ground. True manna is a person who has come down from heaven and taken on flesh so that he might die and lay on the cold, dead ground, having died for our mistrust of him. The true manna is a person who trusted his father 100% because we have not. Even as he was led like a lamb to be slaughtered for you. The true manna is Jesus Christ, the ultimate comfort food for sheep. For the question is, where, we will, where will we find a gracious God in the wilderness of this world? Where will we find a gracious God in the midst of this hostile world of sin and disease? Where? In his new Jerusalem, in his church, to where he has drawn you this afternoon, not only to ask questions that expose, but to provide mercy that heals, not only to ask questions, but to speak facts. I forgive you all your sins. My faith I credit to you. My righteousness covers you. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So be glad, sheep of the good shepherd. Because the house of the Lord is the house of God's forgiveness that brings true and eternal comfort to, weary, to the weary and repentant. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because our deepest hunger our deepest craving, our deepest longing is to be loved, accepted, and forgiven by our Creator. And here in this house, that hunger is satisfied. 
I was glad when they said to me, let, let us go to the house of the Lord, because here in the midst of his people I find my good shepherd and his refreshing spirit. My shepherd who has prepared a supernatural food that shows me he loves me and has done everything to rescue me from sin, disease, and hell. He says to you this day, I am the bread of life. You shall never hunger. You shall never thirst. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Of this, there can be no question. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Just a few announcements. Um, coming up this week, we have uh, our Lenten service at 6.30 here at Logos. We'll be celebrating the Annunciation. Um, which is a bit strange, I know, to be celebrating something related to Christmas during Lent, but this actually came first, and we got Christmas, uh, the date for Christmas, nine months after March 25th. Uh, so the Annunciation we will celebrate this Wednesday. Uh, as long as the uh, civil authorities continue to allow us to, we will be meeting here in this place on Sundays, uh, so continue to, to plan on gathering with us here to receive the great gifts of God's body and blood. Um, that being said, though, an attempt to uh, cooperate as best we can. Uh, there will be no fellowship afterwards. We don't have any foods coming up or anything. So afterwards, uh, just if you don't mind, I know it's hard. We like to, to gather and to talk, but we will just kind of head out and uh, an attempt to stay uh, clean and not be spreading anything. Um, any other announcements I'm forgetting? Uh, the joyous news of the Shalees. Oh, yes. Uh, Kristen Schley is expecting her, uh, her first child, so we rejoice alongside them. Second child, second child, sorry. Uh, we, so we rejoice alongside them uh, as they uh, receive another great blessing from the Lord. That being said, we will continue with our offering. Vice President of the Missouri Synod. Um, 
he was to retire this past summer. He told his wife um, that he would retire and spend more time with the family. Um, before he could retire, he was diagnosed uh, with a tumor. Um, he uh, had it removed and was at the convention to address everyone. But last night he fell asleep and the Lord was received into the loving arms of our Savior. And so we pray for his family uh, who mourns his death. He was a tremendous servant of the church, working quietly and behind the scenes. And he has, uh, he has been received. He has finished his race. And so please pray for um, Pastor Mueller's family uh, during this difficult time. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, we give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving for us your saving word and the holy sacraments. Grant to preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine, and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Protect those who preach and give spiritual care. Give courage to fathers and all who teach and pray in every household. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, in mercy, bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger, and sustain with your spirit our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who cannot gather. Strengthen us and all fellow Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ, and help us to fight the good fight of faith, that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, bestow your grace on all nations of the earth, Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all and who are in authority. Give us wisdom, charity, and courage in these chaotic times. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Lord, graciously defend us from all calamity by pestilence, scarcity, famine, and every other evil. Spare us from disease and its fear. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings, especially those who remain in harm's way for the good of their neighbors. Be especially with medical personnel who are on the front lines. Be the God and Father of the poor, the unemployed and the homeless, the helper of the hungry and the needy, the comforter of the distressed and those who sorrow. Look with mercy especially on Charles, the family of Herb Mueller, Walter, Julia, Gwen, Clark, and their unborn child, Theron, Howard, and John. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Accept, we implore you, O Lord, our bodies and souls, our hearts and our minds, our talents and powers, <clears throat> together with the offerings we bring before you as our humble service. Fill us, your children, with hearts moved toward generosity and keep your ministry and your church always before us, so that we may have compassion to help all in need as we are able. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord and giver of life, who looked over Eve, Sarah, and the Blessed Virgin Mary, be with all pregnant women, 
Grant them a happy result in their childbirth, especially be with Kristen Schlee. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant your Holy Spirit, O Lord, to those who come to the Lord's table this day, that they may receive the heavenly manna of Christ's very body and blood in sincere repentance and firm faith, and to their abundant blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the
the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Depart in peace. Amen. true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ for the forgiveness of all of your sins. The true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. The true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. body of Christ given for you, true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Amen. John Elijah, the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you. body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. The true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. The true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. <clears throat> true body of Christ given for you, the true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. True body of Christ given for you, True blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Amen. The true body of Christ given for you, true blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. The true body and most precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith, the life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen.
give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.